I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. This is The Athletic Hockey Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Athletic Hockey Show. It's Haley Salvian, Max Boltman, and it's Sean Gentilly here. He's back. We're back. It's been a while, guys. What's up? Is that true? Wait, didn't, didn't yes. we record last week? Did we? We did. Sean wasn't on the show. Yeah, that was yeah, two weeks, weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> well, leave this in. I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't wasn't a very good show last week then. No, no. Sh- I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> I was great. I don't know what your problem is. What did we I, even talk did about last job. week? Some really cool, important stuff. For I sure. I was really excited to like you're back. I, Did I do that last I'm week too? Of, I'm just glad I made that have made that sort of impact on you, Jesus. where you don't even know where I am on on a week to week basis. Oh, relative that's to this really report. embarrassing. I'm sorry to all the listeners. You should be. Haley doesn't remember talking about the 2018 defense class because oh. she doesn't stay up late to watch West Coast games. That's untrue. I you know, I don't does. Listen, I don't go to bed. I stay up. Not true. I've actually gotten better at like going to sleep at a reasonable hour lately. Used to be it's like admirable. a big 3 a.m. girly, and then I wonder why I'm so fatigued in the morning. We didn't Anyways. 9 a.m. record today, folks. It seemed like she was bumping up against the deadline. I'm just say that. It's a tough, tough ask. Uh, don't make it seem like I wake up at like 9.15 every morning. Because it's later than that. That's untrue. Anyways, I kind of wish that Sean wasn't on the show. I don't wake up after nine o'clock. Okay. Okay, whatever. Um, well, now I'm going to do something that hopefully embarrasses Sean greatly. A happy belated birthday, Sean. Max Thanks. and I prepared yeah. a jingle. Yep. A jingle. Yeah, not like a full birthday song. Just yep. happy, it, happy birthday. And that's, that's it. it. That was it. it was and so Max good. didn't actually, Max just nodded along. I'm he's got a good. He's I don't got have the great, pipes for that. I can't Max, hit those notes. Ah, no, 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 no. He's got a great singing voice. He just is. He just is very judicious in how he deploys it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I only heard, heard, I only use it to sing DJ Khaled songs of the summer. <laughs> in Mr. Brightside, as you that's did right. at yeah. ear splitting volume during your wedding reception. There we go. I don't go. think that's the one I went full full throat for. I think that uh, was, I think dear, was, was dear Maria, I believe. Yeah, was, I think was, that was, was, the, was one. the one that yeah. you guys, you, you and Allison blew, true blew the roof little, off, off the joint, baby. Yeah, that's a little sicko wedding when you're screaming to all time low. Hey, I love it. They're going on tour with Avril Lavigne. Me and Allison are, yeah. I meant all time low, but oh, okay. that's, that's where that's where the honeymoon is next week. <laughs> yeah, they're actually Max won't be on the show anymore because he's going on tour. Um, I'll still chime in. I'll yeah, zoom yeah. In. yeah. Very um, weird and unhinged intro to the show. Welcome back, guys. It really does feel like we're back now. Um, okay, so this week we're going to go through another bigger topic. Um, it's coming up in the second segment. Which teams do we think? can win without elite goaltending. Now we'll have a little conversation about how we define 
elite goaltending later in the show? Is it an elite goalie, like with the pedigree of they're very, very good? Or is it a goalie who's playing very well? Like, do we call Aiden Hill last year an elite goalie because he was playing well? Or is he just Aiden Hill who played very well? Um, so we can have that conversation as well as the teams that we think uh, can win without that elite number one goalie in the crease later in the show. But first, we do have um, a little bit of news to get through. Big news. You would have heard uh, Ian and Julian talk about it on the Wednesday show if you listen to um, every single day of the Athletic Hockey Show. But we obviously wanted to kind of go over the news as well here on this Thursday. So big news from the ongoing 2018 World Junior scandal. I don't even feel like scandal is an accurate uh, way to describe this, but um, we'll just go right to the news. Five players were told to surrender themselves to London, Ontario to face sexual assault charges, according to the Globe and Mail yesterday. That's Wednesday morning that report came out. Um, There's a lot that we don't know. There's a lot of dots that people are trying to connect. We are not going to do that on this show. I think it's important uh, to be very judicious in, in what we say about this. Um, Katie Strang um, has done a lot of really important reporting on something like this, and uh, she would have been on the show on Wednesday. So if you want to check that interview out with Katie, uh, you can do so and, and read all her reporting on The Athletic. Um, but the things that we do know, uh, we know that it was five players who were told to surrender. We know that they were given a time period to do so. We don't know what that is. We do know that they, that the London police service are expecting to have a press conference with an update on February 5th. That's Monday, February 5th. Um, we don't know what time that's going to be. We don't know exactly what the update is, but that looks like the timeline that we've been provided from London police. They're not making any statements at this time either. Um, we know that there are four players who have taken a leave of absence in the NHL. We know that there's one who has taken a leave of absence from their team in Switzerland and is returning back to Canada. Um, but the players that have been told to surrender are still not public at this time. So we're not going to, um, connect those dots and make those reaches on the show. I hope everyone can understand why. Um, of course, for context, the pending charges are related to an alleged sexual assault of a woman by several players in a London hotel room on June 19th, 2018, following a Hockey Canada Foundation event. Those allegations were made public in a lawsuit filed by the woman against the governing body, that is Hockey Canada, in April of 2022. Um, In the complaint filed in Ontario Superior Court, the woman alleged she was assaulted by eight players in a hotel room after the foundation event. Members of Canada's 2018 World Junior Team were among those accused of assault in the lawsuit. Obviously, this is going to continue to be a developing story uh, in the hockey world, and we'll continue to try to keep you posted here on this show as things develop. And again, uh, follow Katie Strang. Uh, Ian Mendes, Dan Robson have done some work on that story as well. Uh, Robin Doolittle from the Globe and Mail, an incredible investigative reporter in Canada. Um, So, you know, follow the, the true journalists and the investigative reporters on this situation, and we will try to keep you updated on this show as well. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right. Welcome back. Uh, it's time to get into our little topic of conversation today. Our hot stove lounge of the day. Hot stove lounge. Week. Explain that to me. What's the hot stove lounge? Where we sit around mm-hmm. and we lounge and we talk about a topic. And we all cool. touch stoves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ow, ow, it's, ow, it's hot. 
Oh no. Um, and that's what teams do we think can win without elite goaltending? We'll define that a little bit better, dear listener. But first, uh, this was Max Boltman's idea. I don't know why I said Max Max Boltman. Full name. No. What's your middle name? Should I have done the full full three? I, Edward. If I tell you my middle name, I'm gonna have to tell you my full first name, and then you're gonna start calling me Maxwell. So Oh, yeah, you're right. I would, I would absolutely call you Maxwell more, more than I, yeah. It's like like Edward or something. I think it starts with an E. No, it's, it's Scott, my middle name. Maxwell Scott. Scott. It was Maxwell Scott Boltman's idea. I think it was something. So I don't know, Sean, it's not. Uh, Max, can you take us through like the genesis of, of this idea? Yeah, real scientific. Uh, I, I, was, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the Red Wings Hold on to your seats. It's an amazing ready, story. I was watching the Red Wings and the Canes, and the, the Canes held the Red Wings at 12 shots, and it was somehow still a game. But I left it thinking, yeah, I think they might be able to just keep doing this because the defense was so smothering uh, that, that, you know, Antiranta was not good in that game. And I was like, well... <laughs> Honestly, if you give up 12 shots, you can live with that. And I wonder how many teams like that there are this year. We talked in the last episode actually a little bit about, mm-hmm. you know, this being a little bit of a, I don't want to call it like a low point for goaltending, but it's a little, there's a little bit of a um, supply shortage mm-hmm. of, of the kind of goaltending that I think we typically associate with Stanley Cup runs, especially among some of the elites. And I, I was just trying to figure out how many of these teams are there that we think could really do this without a Connor Hellebuck, without an Andre Vasilevsky. And I think there's maybe more than uh, I was even ballparking at that time. So mm-hmm. that's the origin story. Very, uh, very mm-hmm. thrilling. Yeah. So how do we want to define this? Like, do we look at, like, when we say, like, elite goaltending? Like, are we just talking about, like, without a Connor Hellebuck, without a Igor Shesterkin? Or are we saying without a goalie who is playing elite? I think it has to be without a goalie who's playing elite because I don't okay. think there's that many elite goaltenders anymore. Sorry. What is this? That's very, <laughs> very, fun, very funny effect just popped up in our, in our video, in our video feed for something Haley did. I get so spooked. I thought there were balloons coming out of my hands. Uh, anyways, were. go ahead. If, if we keep this show going, we can get a soundboard, like, like an old timey sports oh, radio man. show. and We can get the ludicrous balloons. <laughs> <laughs> She's the old E-bombs world, Arnold yeah, Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We need more that's sponsorship. For, that's for no that's for everybody why? who was born why? in in the in the mid-80s or earlier. Why have the sponsored ads dried up? Omaha Steaks, where are you? <laughs> where are you, Omaha? I actually Steaks? think it's Sean's fault for all of the manscaped most, reads he did. Now they were like, we're we're done. Anyways, got two, got two manscapes out of it. There aren't that many more. Ew. There aren't that many elite goaltenders anymore. They're used to. I mean, as guys have aged out and retired and de- and declined, it becomes a lot easier year over year to say that there are, you know, here's a guy who you can rely on no matter what for the next five years. Like, does that? How how many of those guys exist? I think is a valid question because guys who we thought maybe would have stepped into those roles or it started to earn that reputation over the last couple of years. Ilya Sorokin hasn't been very good this year. Igor Shesterkin hasn't been very good this year. Wasn't like any great shakes last year, right? On and on the list of guys who you can rely on to be great year over year is like not long. Even if you look at the guys who've been great this year, like, and this is not to take away from their talent because they're guys who've, who've done it at least at some point in the past, Jacob Markstrom, Thatcher Demko, guys like that who were. And Demko has been very good this year. In the They've been great. Both those guys have been great last year. Jacob Markstrom stunk last year and Thatcher Demko over the last couple of years, partially because of health related issues, hasn't been very good either. Like he's hit the level that, that he was at the season before last, but they're both coming off of pretty so-so seasons in, uh, in 22, 23. So to mm-hmm. expect it to work year over year for eight guys or nine guys when you can say these are the elite goaltenders period in the league. Like, I I think that's tough. Yeah. And I, I agree. Plus I think, you know, we, we know that a hot goalie can carry Mm -hmm. even a a, a mediocre team. So I don't, that's not even really, it's it's really the question of who can win this cup while actively getting mid goaltending. Like 
like below nine, 10 goal tending in the playoffs, right? Like I mm-hmm. guess technically Andre Vasilevsky or Connor Hellebuck could do that too. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, like, you know, like eight, I'm not talking about Aiden Hill playing really well and been becoming a really good goalie right. in real time for the Golden Knights last year. I'm talking about if you're getting games where your goalie is not winning them or really doing much to help you win them, okay. you can still win in spite of that. I think it's within basically within the context of of the play they've gotten at that position so far this season for the most yeah. part. That's the way that's the way I'm treating yeah. it. All right. So let's start with like, we can just go through and like pick the teams we want and eliminate them. We don't need to kind of do this in any particular order. So let's just start with the Canes. I think we agree that Carolina is one of those teams that could be able to do that. Right. Like they're what we talked about this last week. Um, they've quietly kind of become the favorite to come out of the East. And that's despite the fact that, you know, Freddie Anderson has not played uh, since the first month of the season. Right. And they're getting, you know, to the goaltending to the point that Auntie Ranta got sent to the American Hockey League for a stretch. And um, Peter Kachetkov has been just okay in spurts. So I think we all agree that the Canes can do it. And I think it's pretty obvious why they're a very good defensively structured team. Their forwards are defensively responsible. They don't allow a ton of chances against. Their underlying numbers are always fantastic. Uh, they have the second best expected goals against rate in the NHL right now. Uh, They allow 2.32 expected goals against per 60 right now, and they don't allow a ton of shots either. Uh, Their shots against have been uh, around 24, uh, which is the lowest rate in the league. So people people don't get through a lot in Carolina. In all situations that their expected goals against per 60 jumps up to number one in the league because they have, they have a, they have a pretty, a pretty good PK too. Yeah. Well. I should say that was at five on five at five on five. I, should, I mean, it's the kind of the, the default reading there. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they let up less shots than anybody. They let up le- worse quality shots than anybody. Mm-hmm. And they're doing all this. I, you mentioned, you mentioned Ranta. I mean, at this point in the season, he's started 21 games for them. You Matt, like Max said, he was, you know, a mess, a mess against against the wings. Eighty five out of the eighty five goaltenders who've who've played this season, at least fifty minutes, he is eighty second in expected goals against in minus ten and a half. He's out of of Jonas Corposalo and you know Daniel Tarasov and Vitek Vanacek, right? Like like the, he right. the, he is he is bottom of the barrel and he's the guy who's who's started the vast majority of games while Anderson's been out. So I think with the way that team's look with the way that team looks now, with the way they've produced on the power play, especially over the last month, with how uh Sebastian Aho and and Andre Sveshnikov mm-hmm. have looked since Sveshnikov came back from an oblique injury that maybe bought him some time uh with with, with the ACL rehab. They look like they have the juice necessary to go with this like structure that, that that we've seen from them over the years to make having poor goaltending stand up, right? Because yeah. this is this isn't yeah. this isn't these guys being mediocre. This is them being bad. But we've yeah. seen them make the run over the last month, and it hasn't really mattered. So yeah, I, I think they're at the top of the list for a reason. And at the end of the day, it's because you know even in that game give two goals because they only have 12 shots so that yeah. it, you're still talking about playing mm-hmm. the percentages here if you have a, an 800 save percentage goalie which is awful should not be in the nhl none of the guys we're talking about today are that to get to three goals you still have to get 24 shots on average yeah. right and and i don't see the cane I and mean, i think that's their average right and that's so yeah per so, 60 is 24 <laughs> right so so i don't see the Canes giving up much more than that so you, you know you're gonna have to uh you know, score four on them probably to win uh, most nights. And, you know, obviously anything can happen in a playoff game. You can win them three, two, whatever. But uh, I, in that kind of game, I, I like the Canes odds more times than not. And that's in spite of, of the Golden So they were the, they were obviously the inspiration for the show. Obviously they're on the list, um, but there's more. And, and, and I think that's what makes it so fascinating is we might see a final four with three of these teams that we're going to mm-hmm. talk about today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Let's stay in the East because the one team that I think is interesting is the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. I think they're a team that could do it the way that they are playing this year. Um, and the team at five on five with a slightly better expected goals against per 60 rate than the Canes is the Panthers. Uh, the Canes are at 2.32. The Panthers are at 2.31. <laughs> so 
I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I think the Panthers don't allow a ton against um, their goaltending has been like their goaltending has been better than the Canes goaltending in the sense of like, they actually have a positive, like expected and actual goal differential. Um, and I feel like if their goalies kind of turn into a pumpkin, they could still be okay. Am I way off here? Does anyone agree? I think they could be, but I don't think they've had to be yet. Cause I think Bobrovsky has been okay, but I, I do I'm get fine. where you're going with this because they can score easy, right? They have Sam yeah. Reinhardt who's scoring easier than pretty much anyone not named Austin Matthews in the world mm-hmm. right now. Uh, and you have Carter Verhage who always finds the net. You have Matthew Kachuk who, you know, only gets better in the playoffs. Alexander Barkov is the fourth guy I'm mentioning in this mm-hmm. segment. So yeah, they absolutely, if, if Bobrovsky does give them, and he's been known to at times, uh, a reason to panic. They are absolutely mm-hmm. equipped for it because like Haley said, they have the defense, but they also, and this is a difference from the Canes. You also have so much more confidence in the Panthers to play a shootout game with you. If you, if you need to win a six to five game, yeah. as Florida, you can do, do that all day. I think I'm done assuming that Bobrovsky is going to self-destruct at some point over the course of a regular season, because I've thought it was going to happen for the last four right where you're like this is the year that he's i or I, I, speaking for myself i've been like this is the year where it falls apart this is the year where mm-hmm. the contract starts to look terrible this is the year where you know whether it's whether it's spencer knight or whether it's chris jugger before him or whether it's anthony stolars at the moment where you're <laughs> like they're they're gonna need someone they're gonna need someone to step in and take and you know and, and take and make a bunch of starts because the shit's going to hit the fan for this guy. It hasn't happened. He's been mm-hmm. fine in the regular season. Maybe not Vesna caliber, cer- or uh, certainly not, but also not bad enough to, to lose his job. <clears throat> and then the playoffs roll around and he turns in a good playoff pop and it happened again last season. So we know they have a guy who's capable of, of, of giving, of giving them that. I don't think they make that run last year. If he wasn't as unbelievable as he, as he was, especially, especially against Boston. But I also don't think they need him to be at that level to be a relevant, you know, team that plays deep, deep, deep in, into the in, into the spring because everything else is is so is so solid also around around their process and around around the production at the top of the lineup, like like Max said. I guess given that we're talking about like teams that aren't getting good, like do we want to say this is a team that would fit here, but this season probably ineligible sure. because they are clicking on, on yeah. all three cylinders right now that yeah. goaltending hasn't been an obstacle for him yet. Yeah. Hit it. That's fair. I guess that'd be, that'd be my contention. So um, maybe we exempt the Panthers as, and they're in like some different tier of like, they look like, you know, like we're not going to talk about Dallas today because even uh, Ottinger hasn't been great, but we kind of believe Ottinger is great. Right. Or what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Like the stars were one of the ones that I kicked into, like they're kind of interesting to discuss because I think even when Ottinger's not playing great, like the team still looks good. So it's kind of like, yeah, like they're, they're fine. They could, they could win, (laughs) but I think the main, yeah, I guess Florida's maybe unfair because Bobrovsky. is. I mean, I I picked Ottinger to win the Vesna this, this season. Like I think, I think really highly of, of, of the dude clearly, but he's been average. He's been average. He's got a 902 save percentage. His goal, goal saved above expected is, you know, positive, but not by much. Good as the stars are, much as they're I, I think they're I think they're like maybe the most interesting team to talk about in this in this portion of the discussion, honestly. Because I love so much about them. I love the production at the top. I love what what you know what Matt Duchesne and Wyatt Johnson and guys like that are, are doing. Mine's unbelievable. The, the 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 depth at forward is so impressive. Thomas Harley's been really really good. Kind of gives them the extra element, the extra non Haskinen element in the blue line that they've missed. Really, is going back to when John their blue line's still thin. It's it's thin. It's thin, but it's but production wise, it's not just Haskinen this year. Yeah. Like, and they had been missing that really since John Klingberg went into decline a couple years ago. So like uh-huh. that is such a deep team. And there's so much to like about it. And it's just ironic to me that right now it's like, Ottinger, uh, like you, you okay. And they've, and they've been really good. That's a top 10 team in the league right now on, on balance without him being a top 10 goaltender, which I think is fascinating. Like, I think, I, I don't think it's impossible 
by the time this is all said and done, they're the ones that are making this deep run without getting some series from Jake Ottinger where it's like, oh, he's, yeah, he's, like he, a, he saved us. I think like they're a flame capable. series. I think they're capable of it. I, I, I don't, I, I don't think they need Jake Ottinger to be Calgary Flames round one, 2022 version of himself. Like I think they're that good. But, but in order to get out of the central, they have to play Colorado. Do you think they can beat the Colorado Avalanche? And I think the Avs are the, and I think the Avs are the team that like are the big ones in this conversation, right? I think that's where Max is going with this too. Is but first, yeah, like can the Stars beat the Avs? Not if Nathan McKinnon's scoring four goals a night and has a point every day at home, and Nate and Kale McCarr's doing what he's doing. They're going to be a really tough out. Right. And so to me, it's like, I don't see a path for the stars. The reason that the stars were, I think all three of our preseason cup prediction was that there were answers at forward at D and in goal. Mm -hmm. But if you take away that in goal. um, Yeah. If Ottinger's not, if Ottinger isn't like Calgary flames round one Ottinger, which, and we should say they lost that series, even though Ottinger was unbelievable. That was like the single best goalie performance uh, I've seen in a long time, (laughs) like every night from that dude. Um, and, but I think if Ottinger's not like at that level against the abs, I think most people are going to take the abs. Like if we make it to the playoffs and we're previewing a, a stars abs first, second, third round, whatever it may be, however that shakes out, like, are people going to be picking Dallas over Colorado if Jake Ottinger's just been okay? It's a good bet. But I guess that did make it worth discussing because I was ready to hand wave Dallas and put them with Florida. And now I've come around to they belong in this discussion and yeah. I'm out on them being a team. Been very, very, very acutely aware of Jake Ottinger's like mediocrity this season, partially, partially because I picked him to win the Vesna. And then we also have these like check ins that we do with our preseason predictions on the athletic where all of us, you know revisit kind of how, how we voted in, in a, in a slew of categories. And I, and I'm, I see those every month and I'm like, Oh shit. There's, <laughs> this is uh it's Connor Hellebuck's award, award to lose. Like my, my man, yeah. my man, my man, Jake is out of the conversation and that happened, that Max, happened, that happened relatively early. Max, why are you out on the stars? Just because of the abs thing? No, no, no. Just in this, in this, uh, in this conversation, like being, being one of these teams that can win without yeah. good goaltending. Mm. Cause I think goaltending is a big piece of the puzzle. I'm not, I'm not out on them for the reason that Goalies I was are part of the he just, he <laughs> just think he thinks that Ottinger needs to be good for them, for them, for them to, and make, I think he will to make a dent, which is totally, sure. totally reasonable. He has like, the I'm, worst I'm save percentage still... of his career right now. He's only a nine Oh three, which is league average. Like we're not saying that Jake Ottinger stinks, but he isn't no. the Jake Ottinger we've seen. Uh, from the last year. So he already has nine losses this year. He had 11 last year and 62 starts. Yeah. So um, to me that they're like, like we talked about the Rangers, uh, I think on the last episode. And I said, I think, you know, the Rangers still to me strike me as like a real cup contender. I'd be in the same boat with Dallas. I'm not out on them as teams. Wouldn't shock me if that is the just in the, if Ottinger's not elite. Right. It's it, the reason oh. I'm saying that I think they're still contenders is because I believe both of those goalies will give you a much better second half than they gave you first yeah. half. But if yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen, I don't know that I see the path maybe for either of them without their elite goalies being elite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the abs because I think <laughs> we have seen that this team can roll despite the fact that like even <laughs> Georgiev is an all-star, even though he hasn't been very good. Mm-hmm. So I think that the abs can do well, <laughs> even if he's not doing well, <laughs> like they're, they're, they're absolutely in on this conversation, right, Max? Oh yeah, I mean they have the MVP, and uh, they maybe have a. I mean, they have a multi-time. Has, has McCarr won it twice now, or is he still only one? At still minimum, the everyone, Norris. Everyone. All right, everyone, we should. Everyone thinks wow. so twice. I've voted him first for uh, for for it at least twice, but uh, <laughs> he is still that dude. I guess is where I'm going with this. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for the same reasons that we were just talking. Like, if you get a to not to torture Dallas forever, but if you get a Dallas Colorado semifinal matchup. And and both goalies are equal. I think Colorado's going to run them out of the building because they have that much more dynamic firepower. And and Dallas has some great players, but you can't trade shots with with McKinnon, with McCarr, with Ranton, and and expect mm-hmm. to survive that for very long. And uh, I, I thought it was fascinating. McKinnon last night scored four goals, and in my head, I'm I'm expecting to see his ice time up where it has been, like 25, 26 minutes. I think it was like his second lowest ice time since like November or something. Probably November. That was that was when they really started. That was that was 
when uh, when Bednar really started playing McCarr and McKinnon and uh, and Rantanen a lot. A yeah, lot. he played twenty like, minutes last. He played twenty minutes last night. Four goals, five points. Light work. Right. And he played okay. nineteen fifty in the first week of January. And before that, he was not under twenty twenty nine since uh, November fifteenth. Mm-hmm. He played oh. twenty eight minutes against Montreal on January fifteenth. Like, why? Nathan what McKinnon? happened in that game? Thirty minutes. Oh my God! Is ice time? Thirty minutes against the Bruins. Can't yeah. do it. Like for, you watch the abs and you know that he's on the ice all the time. But I think it is kind of wild to see a forward on who's playing 30 minutes a game. Do you think it burns them out, Haley? Like, do you think like if, if you ride these guys this hard in the regular season, do you think you can go on a two month run in April, May? I feel like I would say yes, if it was a different player we were talking about, like Nate McKinnon just seems like hockey robot. That's like also funny. Like he's funny hockey robot. <laughs> funny hockey robot (laughs) you know like i don't call him a hockey robot because he's boring like Connor mcdavid because mckinnon actually has a personality um but that dude just seems like he's a machine his programming is to make fun of peter baugh's hats (laughs) and And that is why i like nathan mckinnon (laughs) whose isn't (laughs) mine's to make fun of peter baugh's drinks (laughs) (sighs) that too yeah, I mean, I mean, McKinnon. He's sweet he's Peter a, with his Shirley Temples. He's a workout. He's a workout freak. We all we all know. We've all heard the stories about him. He, which he gets really mad if people ask him about. By the way, like whenever it's like he's yelling at yelling at dudes for eating bagels or or or, or whatever. That's where he's like, oh, I didn't. I didn't really like it. It wasn't that bad. I didn't. I didn't like yell at him because because he's because he is. He's a he's a maniac. I don't know if we're, I don't, we look when Nate McKinnon is 34 years old or whatever, we're like, he's not going to be able to, to, to put this up. But he, but the point that he's at in his career right now, it's only 28. That's what I'm saying. Like five years from now, it, like we've, I, I've witnessed it firsthand. I watched it last year. Crosby, Malk, and those guys, super elite players, you know, when they get into, when they hit 35. Oh. If you rely on them heavily for six weeks in the middle of the season and you have those stretches where it's like where, where the minutes go up and whatever, you're going to pay for it on the back end in one way or another. But I don't think we're there with the abs. Like, I think this dude is more than capable of doing it. And same goes for Makar and, and Rantanen. And it's I not like dis- it's a totally, I mean, he, he didn't really, he didn't play like 30 minutes a night last year, but it's not like this all of a sudden shock to the system to be relied on in this way for Nate McKinnon. Like it's interesting it's because I've, Sorry. Um, I've had this conversation with some people like not to bring it to women's hockey, but like I'm very curious about how some of the PWHL players are going to handle actually playing like 24 games this season, plus playoffs, plus world championships, plus rivalry series. It's not 82 games. It's not that much hockey, but if you're, Alex Carpenter and you're playing 24 minutes a night for New York and then you're going to world championships and then coming back. Like, are you going to be gassed for playoffs in the PWHL? Mm -hmm. Because you're not used to playing this much. You're used to just playing at world championships and working out and training. So for like a women's player, yeah, I'm looking at some of the uh, TOI in the PWHL and being like, are they going to be okay? Like in the gold medal game or in the postseason here. Uh, But for Nate McKinnon, I look at that and be like, yeah, I feel like I'm not worried, but I could eat my words on that. No, to Haley's point, his his average time on ice this season is only up 45 seconds. So yeah, maybe so that changes if the usage keeps there. up over the, the next two months. But for now, it's probably overblown. It's not the fact that he's playing these minutes. It's why they need him to play these minutes. And they need him to play these minutes because... Ryan Johansson has 18 points and Jonathan Duran has 27 points and Ross Colton is 20. That no, the, the only avalanche forwards other than him in, he has 82 points, Rantan has 64, Natushkin has 42. No other forward in Colorado has more than 27. And then there's like another steep drop off after that. The issue is that they're not getting production from that second winner of forwards. Not that Nate McKinnon is, has to play 26 minutes a game every now and then. Yeah. Um, we got to move on to the next team, but I do just want to say um, Nate McKinnon's co-captain at All-Star is Tate McRae, the a Canadian pop singer, pop star. Um, and I saw a tweet being like, can you imagine 
Nate McKinnon like angrily Googling like, who is Tate McRae? Like, do we think Nate McKinnon knows who that is? I don't know. Googling Tate McRae, Cole Sillinger and being horrified (laughs) at the results. You're like, what did he do? What an idiot. He fumbled the bag. He really did. I, we, I don't, I'm not going to say anything. Rude. We're not, we're not Let's get to the Oilers because I think the Oilers are the other team that is really interesting to talk about because we've seen the way that they, their whole team has been completely torpedoed by bad goaltending. And yet I think we still would put them in the could win with bad goaltending tier. Like despite yes. what mm-hmm. we have seen in the beginning of the season, <laughs> despite the fact that they're they're they could win 15 straight if they beat uh who is it tomorrow who is it tonight montreal on Mm, thursday night yeah i might have messed that up they could win 15 straight stewart skinner's won 12 and he's 12 and 0 in his last 12 starts despite the fact that they are doing all this with good goaltending and they were very bad with very bad goaltending we still put the oilers in this could win with bad goaltending tier I think so because we didn't say can win with catastrophic goaltending. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what it was early in the year. And, they, they and that's rebounded. why it's important to define things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have rebounded to good goaltending. Um, but I do think they could be winning, maybe not 14 in a row, but we're talking winning some seven game series. I still think they can do that with like mid to mediocre goaltending. No, it cannot be as bad as it was for the first <laughs> month of the season, though. Uh, yeah, it doesn't need to be as good as it's been since Jay. Okay, Jay Woodcroft fired on November twelfth. Since then, Stu Skinner fourth in the league in goals saved above expected, top ten in save percentage, and that is and that's if you want to break it down even further on this twelve game streak, like he's even more impressive than that, right? I don't think they need Stu Skinner to be a top five goaltender. How, how about that? That's probably the best way to put it. Stu Skinner, by a lot of measures, has been a top five goaltender in the league since Jay Woodcroft got fired. And I don't think they need that. I think they need him to be fine. A lot of people asking why Jay Woodcroft was telling Stuart Skinner to be bad. <laughs> Questionable <laughs> he telling, coaching. He was telling he was telling <laughs> Stu Skinner to be bad, and he was telling guys they hit the post for for, for, for however many games. It's bad, it's bad okay, coaching. But he you also changed their defensive structure when the team was like, fine. I don't know. I still look at that, and it was just like, a, why did you change things? And B, did you not teach it properly? Because they were such a dumpster. I got yelled at online for like laughing on the radio about how bad the Oilers were. I was like, this is not funny. Like, why are you laughing? I was like, this I is serious business. <laughs> do you want me to cry on the radio about the Oilers? This, like, I'll do this it. Is no, I this will. is November hockey. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think the ones that we all agree on so far, it's the Canes, it's Florida, Colorado, Edmonton. Um, are those the main ones you wanted to hit, Max? Are those like your, these are the teams that I think can win without elite goaltending. Is there anyone we miss? Like I'm looking at Vegas, question mark. Devils. Uh, I mean, the, the Devils the are kind of giving us like a season Max. long no. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> no. I want to debate them. They've kind of they've no. kind of shown us maybe no, no but I still kind of I'm kind of devil's curious, I guess, of like mm. how far do I think they devil's can curious. go with this? Uh, no. Better than being devil's phobic. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, I had the Devils in the no category, which sucks because I do love them. Do you guys think Vancouver can do it with with this? Was okay. Let me hit this. I, uh, Sean, do you want to take this one? No, they they can't. They they need like I love that team. They're a blast to watch, and part of the reason they're a blast to watch is that Thatcher Demko is unbelievable. If they Mm -hmm. if they want to do this, they need to hit the they need the recipe to stay the same, which is great play from the goalie. Great production from their elite talents. Quint, Quinn Hughes, by the way, eighth fastest defenseman to reach 400 points in the history of the league, I believe. Nice. That, that, that happened. That happened last night. They need those guys okay. to be great, and they need guys like Niels Hoglander and whoever else to continue being lucky. They, basically, that's it, and that's and that's fine. That's a way to win hockey games. I love watching them, but they need to not stray from whatever formula has has gotten. <laughs> It's gotten them has gotten them here and Demko being great's a huge, huge part of it. So no, I, I I don't think they can do it. 
Yeah, games. they have the second best uh, save percentage in all situations in the league right now. Um, their shooting percentage is also the number one. Like, ugh, it's the stupid PDO crap. I'm not saying it. Their save percentage is good, and so is their shooting percentage. There is no, there is no shame in needing an elite goaltender to win. Right, like he's part of the team. Counts, he's part of the yeah. team. It's fine. Yeah. But right, so if, we're, we're at we're at three then. So we, we got the three. We're a no on Devils. We could. I, I'm softening. I see why you guys were saying Florida because even though they haven't needed, like they haven't put themselves in that conversation to this point this year, I do think Florida would count in this. Like if if Bobrovsky wasn't playing above average, I still think I'm just would. really impressed with how they're playing in general. I think yeah. that's I think yeah. that's kind of what it is. Like it's a test. Put the to, Panthers to in the conversation. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Two quick hits because Max has to go to Red Wings practice. So I have to keep things on the rails. Um, Jets, are we saying no? I'm saying no. Kings? I'm, I'll hear the argument. Mm-mm. Kings, Kings, they were... They've been they've been so and we're not and we're not talking about Cam Talbot or whoever else and you know Phoenix Copley's hurt and blah blah. The skaters have been bad for weeks. Like and, and, and they've, and they've, and they've, and they've fallen night. off in a in an in an aggressive way. So I, I think I think they probably need something special. Yeah, their think, coach I don't, I don't think they can do it with without one of those guys getting hot. At this their point. coach and Drew Doughty ripped the team yesterday. So things are getting weird in LA but I will say like that is a strong like defensive team like they are very like hard to play against so if they can get it on the rails I don't think they need Cam Talbot to be amazing to do well but I also just don't see the Kings as being a team that wins the Stanley Cup this year either that's kind of my like they're, eliminating factor. They're certainly not equipped to get it done with bad goaltending. I, I think that's yeah. I think okay. That's so no kings, question. and they've um, they've only scored more than three goals one time since yeah. the new. So you since need the your goalie to be a. You need your goalie to have like a two point five goals against average. Yeah, you need you need a you need I think above average or at least average, but above average goaltending there. I, okay. What we what it seems like we've concluded is you either need to be one of the two or three best defensive Offensive teams team. in the NHL mm-hmm. or have 
game breakers, capital G yeah. game breakers, plural, yeah. to do this. And I think the that Kings. leaves us with with Kings those four teams. It. Yeah, Florida. Because we're saying no to the Kings. Yep. No to the Canucks. Um, no to the Devils. We said no Rangers. Lightning or no? If Vasilevsky's not great, like they, yeah, no to the Lightning. The last two would be Vegas and the Bruins. Bruins are a no. I think. I yeah, think. Bruins I think Swayman and Swayman and Olmark are such a huge part. Remember of when everyone dumped did. on me for picking Jeremy Swayman in that draft, and he's been very good this yeah, year. So you're, you're a year I just early. want everyone. No, no, it was heading drafting. into this year. It's good drafting. That was good value, was. assholes. But still, no to <laughs> no to the Bruins. <laughs> Well, I I think because they have been so central to their success, like they're they're a good defensive team, so I I grant that, uh, and they do have like a, a couple of game breakers in Marchand and and Pasternak. I'd hear the argument, but I do think their goalies are maybe their biggest overall strength. It, it is it as a tandem as having those yeah. two guys, the reigning Vezina winner and a guy mm-hmm. who could be in the mix for it this year. Yeah, their I mean, best tape percentage in the NHL. Those guys. Those guys mitigate the loss of Bergeron, right? That's just that's just the way it goes. They're 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 a solid defensive team, right? And and mm-hmm. they're 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 above average and in, in goals saved up above expected for, for or, or uh, expected goals against rather. So like the the process seems like it's there. Montgomery is a really good. He's 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 the right guy for that job. But if you're talking about winning cups, the trump card for them is is those two guys. Vegas is kind of interesting, though. They're very Florida-ish mm-hmm. in that they mm-hmm. are getting good goaltending, but I'm not ready to say that they wouldn't be able to win it if Aiden Hill went full pumpkin. Sure. Okay. I, wonder how, I wonder how long he'd have to do it before we just accept it as a matter of course that he's that he's like just a good. average goalie. Well, the not, thing, his sample yet. size last year was so small that it was hard to be able to do that, like, in the playoffs. It was like this guy, like, when they were talking about, like, yeah, he just won the Stanley Cup, but should he get a contract? Should he be the number one last year? Like, he, I think at one point, like, hit the most games he'd started in a season was, like, 19 or something. They've just but had a very, they've had a very one. bizarre season just overall. The yeah the Vegas, like, the, on ba- like they're on balance, they're good, but. They were getting really lucky at the start of it. Now they're getting really unlucky. It's it's been strange. With a healthy Jack Eichel, I think I'm a yes on Vegas. Okay. And it was 22, sorry, before last season. He hadn't started more than 22 games. My bad. He's only 27. I'm not out out on uh, the the idea that Alex Lyon could be this guy. Alex Lyon or Aiden Hill? Sorry, Aiden Hill. (laughs) Cool. Wrong. Okay, so the ones that we have for sure are the Canes, the Panthers, the Avs. And the Oilers. Those are our four teams that we think could win without elite goaltending. We all agree. I'm I put Vegas in there. Okay. Let's okay. see. Okay, so so overall, no, I'm putting asterisks on Vegas because they've been winning with good goaltending. Yes. But as, oh, has, that's the Florida, Florida conversation, Florida though. If we're yeah. including Florida, we include Vegas. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, no Toronto Maple Leafs. No, they need good <laughs> goaltending to win. I think. Yeah. Even though they have capital G game breakers and Austin Matthews, nobody's scoring like them. The question is, can the Leafs I even thought, win? I with thought we were. I thought we were. Li- I thought we were limiting the conversation to serious contenders, but that's okay. <laughs> Jeff it, is it, like. It's hard because we've never right seen them do anything in the playoffs, and like yeah. you, you can blame a factor of different or like a host of different factors, but. They need capital G game breakers who are going to show up. They've tried to win with mediocre goaltending. It hasn't worked. Yeah. Yeah. For all their goaltending issues this year, it wasn't the goalie who disappeared in round two. I think. (laughs) Who was it? It's not an insult. I think David Camp Camp had more points than like Mitch Marner in the second round of the playoffs last year. Anyways, it's not a diss to not be on Mitch this is list, so good. Though, right? Mitch is so good defensively. Maybe he should try playing goalie. It'd solve some problems for them. I still listen with respect. Mitch Marner getting Selkie votes over like Jordan Stahl last year was wild to me. I don't know. He's he is but a one B player. Just ask anybody. <laughs> Max, what were you saying? We just both got Max off to dump on the Leafs, and now our listenership is 
I, the shit. I, I was just producer saying, like, Jeff just made a very funny joke in the, com- in the comments. Don't say, it. don't say it, Max. What was your What was your point? We got to get just, out of here. Just it's not like that. It's not like we're saying these are the four best teams in the league. It's not like it's an insult to not be on this list. It's not like a team that isn't on this list can't be better than a team that is. But <clears> it's just it's a specific kind of curiosity. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, maybe it goes without saying. But I just like as we're talking about the Leafs, I'm anticipating uh, all of our mentions getting. Uh, burned to the ground in the next three hours. But I don't I think Leafs fans think the Leafs are an elite team yeah. this year. They are worse yeah. than they were last year. Okay. That is well, a that is like objectively true. Yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> I'll. I just want you know, especially if we if we end up leaving Florida and Vegas off, then clearly this is not just like our list of cup favorites. It's just the teams that could do something that we don't typically think about teams doing, which is going on a deep run without a hot goalie. And I think all yeah. of those teams, whether we're doing, whether we're calling it three, four or five are capable of doing that. And it, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested to see how many of them can actually do it. Totally. And I think that like the thing that's yeah, funny about this conversation is like goalies are part of the team too. So we're not knocking the jets or the Canucks for having elite right. goaltending. Like Dr. Demko has been unbelievable. And that is great for Vancouver. There's a lot to like about the Canucks. Like, do we think that the Canucks could win a Stanley cup if Thatcher Demko wasn't around? Like, probably not. Like, I'm sorry, but that's like part of good um, drafting and evaluation and like prospect development is having an elite goalie. So we're not knocking them for it. It's just not the conversation. There's nothing that wrong with choosing to build around the, around those totally. guys. I think that's what we've, what, that's what we've seen. Win, Winnipeg. Do you think the way. hurricanes Lost would want to have Thatcher Demko on their team? Absolutely. Like, you know, I so. so I think, I think they would. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. It's 10 Oh two. Sorry, Max, you're two minutes late. If you live in the Detroit area and you see a maroon Subaru, Subaru, Subaru. I don't know what car Max drives. A Honda Civic. Neither of those. Down the highway. Be careful what you say about maroon Subarus. Watch, uh, watch, your, watch your, watch your tongue. If you see a black Hyundai Elantra with an Ontario license plate speeding down the interstate in Detroit, it's Max Boltman going to practice, officer. It's my fault. Thanks, guys. That was fun. Good idea, Max. But if a bunch of Canucks and Leafs fans start crapping on us, it is indeed your fault. <laughs> only, only, only one of those is. I did have a sneaking suspicion. That's why you were leading off with it being my idea, just in case if, things went south. If you think this was stupid, call Maxwell, <laughs> Scott, Maxwell Boltman Scott Boltman at one two three Boogie one, Woogie Avenue. Yeah. No. <laughs> back, back to the boogies, huh? Just read the ad so so Max can leave. Come on. <laughs> oh, right. That's my that's my that's my job. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to the Athletic Coffee Show. Please leave us a five star rating and review. Who put that in the copy? Why do I have to say that every week? Please, please leave Probably. us a five star rating and review. <laughs> and also follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash at the Athletic Coffee Show. Uh, producer Danielle puts a lot of shorts. She puts clips from the show. You want to see me freak out from like the birthday balloons that popped up surprisingly not when we were singing a birthday jingle for sean you can watch that on youtube shout out producer danielle uh and right now we want to remind you that you can get a one-year subscription to the athletic for two dollars a month when you visit the athletic.com slash hockey show uh no friday prospect series this week so the next episode of the athletic hockey show happens monday with ian mendez and mark lazarus thanks everyone 